Hello and welcome to Funny Science Fiction, the live edition. Hey, hey, hello and welcome to Funny Science Fiction, the live edition. That's right, the podcast where we argue on how a xenomorph should wear a hat, but we don't give you any of the right answers. I was going to go with the, the podcast that sometimes Kathleen has the document up for. Mm. <laughs> load Chrome! <laughs> Why would it load? We don't want it to load. Ah! Okay, there we go. Uh, John says, oh, it looks like somebody's got the case of the Mondays. It's me. I'm somebody. Well, we're going to spread that around. You're not just somebody, John. You're everybody. Mm, well, that got thick. All yep. right. Well, uh, Jason Taylor says, what's up, my friends? What's up to you, Mr. Jason Taylor? Welcome. Thank you for coming and observing this. So whatever... And enjoy it's either be, going it's a lot of hand movements. I, I feel like Ricky Bobby. I don't know what to do with my hands. It will either be anyway. a spectacular show or a dumpster fire. Who knows? Well, I'm not, you know, trying to put too much pressure on it, but based on the guests we have, I'm thinking it's going to be a good show. I agree. Because I really like them. And, oh. you know, okay, oh. so there's a little pressure on them. We're expecting them to carry a lot, but that's not the point. So. <laughs> <laughs> they just have to pick up our slack. So um, <laughs> that's a lot of slack. But, you know, before we get into introducing tonight's guests, we need to say thanks to our show partners, River City Tees and Level Up Lightsabers. So let's go with River City Tees. Here we go. With over 700 designs to choose from, River City Tees has something for everyone. Need some new nerd merch? River City Tees has you covered. Need funny or sarcastic designs? River City Tees has you covered. Are you looking for a new logo or custom design? Whether you need one or 100, River City Tees has you covered. With multiple colors and options for each and every design. With things to choose from like shirts, hoodies, phone cases, coffee mugs, and so much more. Be sure to follow River City Tees on Facebook and Instagram. If you do, you'll get the latest on designs and information about upcoming sales. River City Tees. Let's make a shirt together. Ah! Hello! That it's was terrifying! <laughs> there's a Nick! Oh, look, there's a mustache! <laughs> Who's this creeper just creeping in on our... Creeper! Gosh, well, welcome to the show. Way Hard. to be on time. Yeah, Our chat is a, now much mustachioed. It was uh, some last-minute editing for a surprise tonight. Ta-da! Surprise! Yeah. So, and stuff. I have a good excuse. Mm, we'll take sure it. You do. <laughs> All right. Well, that was half of our show sponsors. Let's go to our second show sponsor, our dear friends over at Level Up Lightsabers. As you all know, because you're here all the time and you understand and you just saw it on the screen. Those are in the comments. Follow the links. Just do it's it. better than a stick. It's better than a stick. Ooh, so fun Star Wars-y related thing today. Okay. I taught my daughter to use the force to open automatic doors places. <laughs> it's a win. Oh my nice. gosh, it was so great. Cause we were at the we were the hospital going doing medical testy stuff for my mother-in-law. She's fine. And we're going to leave, and I'm like, Ara, use the force. And she's like, what? I'm like, watch. And the door opened, and she's like, <laughs> yes. Nice. Do it. So then she did it, for uh, the and it was fantastic. All right. I also want to remind you guys that if you can take a moment to subscribe, you'll see the word scrolling along the bottom of the screen. Uh, remember to like and subscribe. If you're watching us on YouTube, that is a huge help to us. It helps our show to continue to grow. And if you want, if you're in the giving mood, you can also do something that we all enjoy. And that's the act of buying us a coffee. That's also in the show links down below. Uh, you help us to be able to afford to continue to create this nonsensical content for you to laugh at. Whether you're laughing at the content or you're just laughing at us, either way, you're laughing and we're happy about that. 
So. And tonight we welcome back Anna and Sam from Growing Up Skywalker. Woo-woo. Hey, y'all. Hi, guys. Hi. Good to be here. Good to see you guys. Happy Monday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Welcome to the insanity. (laughs) That is a Monday afternoon. We're so excited to be here. Good, good. We're, We're excited to have you guys here. So, hey, before we get into much of it to do about anything tonight, uh, why don't you tell everybody about you guys and where to find you and why you're so stinking awesome? Oh, my God. That is so sweet. Growing Up Skywalker is a weekly Star Wars podcast. We started with a veteran fan who is Sam and me who refused to watch Star Wars until I was 25 and had a compelling reason which was hanging out with Sam. And every week we are moving through Growing Up Skywalker, or we're moving through the the Lucasfilm universe. Um, We started with the prequel era. So we did episodes one and two, and now we are moving through the Clone Wars and we're just finishing up season four. So we are really getting into the meat. And uh, Sam, anything else to add? No, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. We come out on Tuesdays and you can find us on all of your podcast platforms at Growing Up Skywalker. Yeah, they also have a, you can find them on Twitter and Instagram. We follow them there, and uh, there's always some really cool content coming from these guys. Um, They are honestly, and I'm not just saying this because they're here, they're honestly one of my favorite podcasts. I wait every week for them to come out. (laughs) Uh, I love the content, and it's not even because it's something that I'm familiar with, and it's like, you know, it's not just because it's like, ooh, Star Wars, but I love your guys' opinions and views on, on the topic, and that really helps, and you're you're not as much a noob anymore as you as you like to pretend that you still are anymore. Right? So. I'm really not. I'm really not. We no, were, you... yeah, we were so fortunate to have Nick on the show for the end of season three of the Clone Wars. He helped us to recap the Ahsoka Hunted arc, and yeah. Tim, we're having you on the show relatively soon. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I believe we're talking about uh, Maul, aren't we? Mall and Assage. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Don't spoil that one. <laughs> no, no. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go any farther than that. I know yeah. you haven't seen it yet, but uh, uh, seeing how Darth Maul is one of my my favorite characters in Star Wars lore, uh, I'm very excited about that. And I, I always, every time I've rewatched the Clone Wars, I always look forward to his episodes with great earnest. I'm like, okay, how close am I to Maul coming back? How close am I to Maul coming back? <laughs> you you got to get a ways in the Clone Wars before he comes back. <sighs> It's a little rough, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, especially if you're a mall fan, you gotta you gotta wait a little bit. But then I also like, you know, that I do the same thing in, in Rebels. Ooh, how long till I get to see Mall again? So <laughs> now that's a spoiler. I will say, Anna, that you are probably a bigger Star Wars fan than most Star Wars fans. Wow. Why do you say that? because uh, a lot of Star Wars fans that I have met are like either original trilogy and bust like they don't really a lot of them haven't actually seen clone wars which is amazing they refuse to yeah Yeah. crazy because they think it's a kid's show which is fascinating i don't know anything about that mass imprisonment and genocide and it is so far from a kid's show on average one war crime per episode yes oh yeah well see season one was very much a kid's show and then season two, they're like, let's kick the boots off this thing. And let's do this. And then it got very Star Warsy and um, not so kid friendly. And uh, John Wass has the appropriate quote here. Nobody hates Star Wars quite like Star Wars fans. Yeah, that's and true. It's very accurate. Very accurate. No hate allowed on growing up Skywalker. We are a non-toxic <laughs> <you> show. <laughs> I was just going to say that. That's one of the things I love about you guys is that I, you guys sometimes have dissenting opinions on topics between the two of you. And I, and I like the fact that it's never, I'm right, you're wrong, I'm smart, you're dumb, nothing like that. It's That's that's a nice place to have a, a discussion is when you, know, you, you can you know voice your opinions without fear of reprisal from somebody else. Not to mention Baywatch. Baywatch. Yeah. Okay, Baywatch is a segment that we have on every episode of the show because I cannot shut up about my favorite characters. It actually originated when Sam introduced me to the Star Wars universe with the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and I could not stop talking about how great Queel was, the Ugnaught, mm-hmm. and we designed an entire segment on the show around it. That's so and fun. See, and all yeah. I think of is Darth Maul running down the beach holding the, the, the you know, the lifeguard <laughs> right? thing. I'm like... 
<laughs> Saber in one hand, lifeguard buoy in the other hand, just going you, for it. Do you think Darth Maul has to put sunscreen on the black parts of his skin or the red parts or both? Mm. On his horns. I don't, I don't know, but he puts WD-40 yeah. on his legs. <laughs> <laughs> At least the new ones anyway. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> I can't help it. It's it's. I'm a dad. There's dad jokes. It happens. You're perfect. Uh, Change nothing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Slow mo beach mall would be amazing. Oh goodness! Yes. Look what you're encouraging. <laughs> I need to find somebody who's good with animation who could make that happen. I would so buy that T-shirt. Yeah. Oh right. I, I right? will dress up as mall and run down the beach for you, Tim. There you go. That <laughs> <laughs> is a well. Nick had to leave friend. the show tonight, so. Uh... <laughs> Is more support than I will ever give you. <laughs> yeah, no, if I'm good. Running involved. I'm sorry, it's not happening. No, I'm I'm good with that. We can probably skip that that level of uh, <laughs> that level of support. I do appreciate the sentiment, though. Um, but unless there's yeah. tacos involved, I might run for tacos. Well, everybody runs for tacos because you know tacos. I won't even run if someone's trying to steal my wallet. Just take it. Yeah. <laughs> I've always said that if I'm running. You better run because something worse is behind me. So, <laughs> yeah, I do. I have the shirt. The um, if you're in the presence of a dragon and a halfling, you don't have to outrun the dragon. You just have to outrun the halfling. Yeah, I live by that. That's right. You just have to be the less slow one. Exactly. I just have to be able to trip you. I don't have to even have to be faster <laughs> than you. I just have to be able to trip you. No wonder Maul's your favorite character. Because <laughs> he's now. I just can't get the movie or show Baywatch, but with like Ahsoka and Darth Maul and Obi-Wan and, and Chewie just. Okay. But are we putting Darth Maul in like David Hasselhoff's place? Because sure. I mean, wherever <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of eye candy for everyone in the clone wars. So if you like, that is so true. If you like sexy cat girl Queens, we just did that episode. Sam's running joke is that I have shock tea posters all over my room, which is not far from the truth. So. <laughs> oh, and then we got Captain Rex. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Dreamboat. Hey, the, the Captain Rex calendar is still one of the <laughs> I know. We have a different, different Captain Rex every day. He didn't even have to show up. <laughs> You're set for the next three million years. Captain. There you go. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, hey, before we get into our topic for tonight, I want to share this real quick. So uh, a couple weeks ago, we had um, Jake the Jedi and Ben the Hardy Healer on uh, guys, uh, Star Wars uh, content creators from from TikTok, couple of another uh, set of guys that we really like having on the show. And I'm sharing this because I'm really excited. Oh, you. What you get for using Apple products. My computer wants me to do all these authentications so that I can share my screen. Okay. I hit and share I, screen for a reason. All right. So let's try this again. Uh, anyway, uh, they, Jake and, and Ben were on here, but I wanted to share this because Jake uh, has been wanting to get into podcasting for a while. And he is actually starting his first, his new show, tonight his very first live episode is tonight and really it's not gonna let me share it <laughs> oh come on if Chrome he figures tab. out how to make money from this faster than we do i'm gonna be really upset <laughs> <laughs> it's tough i don't know he's got that tiktok audience yeah yeah so i have to restart chrome to make this happen but anyway nine o'clock tonight um at at uh right here on youtube it's called champions of the force he's going to have master allen from level up lightsaber and akula uh who is another saber content creator uh they're both going to be on there and they're going to have a talk i don't know what their topic is i just know that i'm very excited for it so watch us tonight take a one hour breather stretch your legs and come back at 9 9 p.m eastern for champions of the force podcast with jake the jedi again he's going to have allen from level up lightsabers and akula uh, a Star Wars content creator. So he does a lot of cool saber spins and tricks and flips and whatever else. Um, but yeah, so that would be really cool. And I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. Jake's a good guy. No, I'd have to restart my whole Chrome settings and I'd have to leave the chat and come back and just, okay, 
Hello, computer. Anyway, uh, there's a Star Wars or a Star Trek reference for you. Anyway, look at you go. You're you're bouncing through your your fandoms. The multiverse man. <laughs> you can uh, do it, Jim. No, actually, I can't. Chrome won't let me. Jerks. Okay, oh, so well, I really believed in you. You know, though, you don't have to go through all those Chrome settings if you use a Windows computer. But I'd have to buy a new computer in two years. But that's a whole other topic. All right, so. Uh, all right, so tonight's topic, the reason why these guys are here, surprisingly not to talk about Star Wars. Although we have a purpose? Well, and sometimes, every once in a while, we even try to pretend like we do. Uh, but tonight, we're going to talk about the Batman. The Batman. The Batman. Uh, so, yeah. So the new movie that's come out with... The other that have been Batman. He is now the Batman. The Batman. Well, I understand why they did it. It's... You know, uh, the Michael Keaton movie, when that came out, that was just Batman. And then there was Batman Returns. So to give it a little bit of separation, I understand. And it's supposed to be, I think, technically in an alternate universe. So. But when you buy a physical copy of it, where do you put it in your alphabetical order then? Uh, it still goes, it still goes with Batman. B. Yeah. B for Batman. In that point, I put it in chronological order according to who played when. Well, yes, but you have to put it within its alphabetized spot first before you potentially chronicle Batman, it. comma, the. No, Kathleen, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I feel like that would go under T for me. Right? The Batman. But then it's in the wrong spot because then it's not with my other Batman movies. Unless you organize, you know, with categorization, then all your Batman movies go in their special <laughs> Batman corner in the dark. These are my Adam movie. West Batmans. These are my George Clooney. These are my Michael Keaton. These are my... Christian Bale. Uh, Christian Bale, and then so the the Clooney one. That's that's the uh, the cup holder, right? You set your glass on that. So <laughs> I'm trying to remember if I saw that one, but if so, I was quite young. So Bad I believe nipples. it was Bad the nipples. one with well, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as yeah, Mr. Doctor Freeze, Mr. Freeze. Okay, yeah, I think I had the Batmobile toy for that. Jake, we were talking about you. Jake, we just talked about you and your cool Tim show coming up in two. Times like Beetlejuice, and there he is. That's right. Jake the Jedi. Jake the Jedi. Jake the Jedi. <laughs> Ta-da! Jake the Jedi. <laughs> so Did you sell your soul to Jake the Jedi. No, I didn't. But he's a cool guy, and we've been talking a little bit, trying to get him up and running uh, for his show. I'm excited about that. So it'll. Uh, he has a live again live show tonight, nine o'clock, and then uh, the audio will be posted later. I'm not entirely sure when, but I guess if you listen to his show, he'll give you all the details uh, about that. Uh, baby things. I understand. I understand. So, hey, uh, yeah, let's get into the topic. So we are talking about The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz, uh, with a cool list of people attached into that. And uh, appreciate you too, Jake. You're a good dude. Uh, let's see. Everyone knows that Kevin Conroy is the best Batman of all time. Well, it's kind of hard to argue with. Which one was that? The voice of Batman in the Batman animated oh, series okay, and yes. video games and, you know, Batman Arkham Knight. And he's I'm, got the cool Batman voice that I'm nobody not else has been able to do. I'm not sure <laughs> where to put <laughs> that. Was that was amazing. Oh, wow. That was just category. Um, he would probably be first for me. Batman then, Beyond? Before Batman Beyond. I love Batman Beyond. Don't get me wrong. Um, Batman Beyond is is amazing animation. Um, I love grumpy old old uh, Bruce Wayne because I think that's where I'm headed. Just not the same amount of money. But do you uh, put, but then do you put the Barnacle Boy Spongebob special with Batman? You put it with the 60s version, yes. <laughs> yes, the, question. Six, right the 60s it. campy. But uh, so, yeah, so let's talk about the Batman, uh, the actual movie, not the Barnacle Boy series. We're getting yeah, there. Tim, you were bringing up how many people are in there, and I was actually surprised how few people are it in was the a movie. tight cast we sat through the whole yeah. credits because we were hoping for a special marvel style you know bonus scene which there, we did yeah, not, wasn't there one. wasn't I, one i did too but we did read the entire cast list and it was tiny yeah like the only named there people there was about a dozen on there and yeah, that's it's, it's, about right it's a very small cast ton of extras 
Um, yeah, kind of fits with the uh, the camera angles in this new Batman movie were so yeah. tight. It was almost about what you couldn't see versus what you could actually see on screen. The the whole three hour, you know, yeah. shenanigans of it. It really I, filled yeah. the space. They did. And I one of the things I liked, you mentioned the, the camera angles and things, and it was, all, I do agree, it was more about what you couldn't see. And I think that that added to the feel of the detective side of Batman, what he was trying mm -hmm. to find, what he was looking for, uh, all those different things. I think that, uh, yeah, I, I think that added a lot to it. So. For those of us and um, those listening who haven't seen it yet, it should be up on HBO Max on April 19th. There you go. For those yeah, of us who for... can't do a three-hour movie anymore. There seriously should have been an intermission. I was like, and pause, and we all get to go to the bathroom and come back. Right? Yeah, I think the movie could have easily been about a half hour shorter. There's some things in there that were just in there for filler. Like, I, I do regret that they cut out the five minutes with Barry, and I'm going to slaughter his last name. There's a deleted scene that Matt Reeves, the director, has released. It's a five-minute scene with Batman talking to the Joker at Arkham Asylum, played by mm -hmm. Barry Keegan. Um, and I love that scene, but I also understand why it was taken out at the same time, because I think that they were afraid that uh, that many too many people are going to get lost in the in with the Joker. Yeah, I think the Joker overshadows the Riddler as good of a villain as the Riddler was. The Joker is by far the scarier threat. So yeah. kind of nice that the Riddler finally got a, a time to shine. I love the fact that, yeah, not only did he get a time to shine, but um, so on Pop Culture Addicts, I released uh, on last Friday, our five at five. I talked about my my top five reasons or things that I liked about the Batman movie. And number one for me, spoiler for those who haven't watched it yet, and if you haven't, go to Pop Culture Addicts. Uh, but number one is the fact that Paul Dano, who plays the Riddler, is the best version of the Riddler I've ever seen. And yeah. this is the most believable, scary Batman villain I've ever seen, where the the depths of of the the mental illness and the things that the Riddler's going through, you really buy into. You really buy into that, you know, this man is literally outside of his own mind and mm. everything that's going on. And and I just this is the first I mean, I love Jim Carrey's version of the Riddler. Don't get me wrong. It's it's funny. It's one of it's like Jim Carrey at at his prime, in my opinion. Um, but it was over the top, it was campy, it was more like the 60s version of the Riddler. Um I wanted it. I wanted to see somebody, you know, a little grittier, a little darker. And that's definitely what we got from Paul Dano's version of the Riddler. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was telling Anna that, so my canonical Batman experience is really the Christian Bale Batman. The Dark Knight mm -hmm. series, Because yeah. I was a little bit too young for the other ones and they're a little bit silly, but then those ones came out when I was in late high school, early college. And it was, there were good movies when they came out. Heath Ledger's Joker was extremely believable because of like the desperation of the character. Oh, and the unpredictability. Yeah. And Paul Dano's Riddler is very similar in that, although Heath Ledger's Joker, like you have no idea why they're doing what they're doing. The, the Riddler, you know why they're doing what they're doing, but they're still just a person. Here's right. what I appreciated, though. This was a really political Batman movie. Yeah. And I think it was kind of a bold choice to show how people get radicalized online by fringe thinkers. Mm -hmm. That was the scariest part for me was that the Riddler got a bunch of guys in like army surplus gear to show up and try to assassinate the mayor elect. And I just realized it's a huge spoiler and I'm super sorry about it. Uh, it's okay. It's been out long enough at this point. I think we have to, you know. <laughs> Like two weeks. Acknowledge it and expect I'm really that bad going with to be. spoilers. <laughs> it's That's okay. Mark. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, not to mention that, like, that is the number one problem. Uh, domestic terrorism by white nationalists is like a huge danger in this country and others. Sure. Yeah, it was a bold take. I was not expecting that from my my um, superhero adjacent, you know, afternoon matinee show. Yeah, it's. Uh... It's kind of a deep movie, and it it does make you think a little bit. And I think that there's there's a whole lot of uh, you know, I, and I even liked the way that they handled uh, the Bruce Wayne side of things with him being 
he was very unsure of himself. He was he very was unsure. Fallible Batman. I'm yeah. not sure that we've seen that before. No, and he was, you know, I mean, there's always been the, you know, oh hey, my parents died, and you've never had to deal with that type of guy. But one of the the scenes that really sticks with me, and I and I've thought about this a lot since having gone and seen the movie when they're at the funeral, mm-hmm. and he sits there and he's staring at that little boy. Yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. I think Robert Pattinson did a really good job of conveying the emotion that somebody who maybe has gone through that is feeling and and seeing, knowing exactly everything that that little boy over there that's sitting down in in the church pew is is going through and and everything he's feeling and, you know, and maybe reliving, you know, the night that his parents died, kind of reliving it in his head a little bit, you know? Yeah. This, this Batman kind of stripped away all the things that make Bruce Wayne powerful. Like he was reclusive, his fortune, it was kind of implied is, teetering the accountants were coming over for breakfast to like figure out what's going on with the Wayne fortune and he was really unsure of himself and what I remember from you know most of my Batman viewings have been the Dark Knight series and Christian Bale played it so straight he was so sure Mm -hmm. of himself he was charismatic he was glib and I think that was exactly who Batman needed to be at that time when they were producing those movies but this was so different Mm mm-hmm I look yeah, forward to that. Like, I like the Christian Bale ones a lot. Like, those mm-hmm. are probably my favorite Batman movies. But I look forward to the the different take on Batman. And yes, Robert Pattinson is a really good actor. Yes, the Twilight movies were horrendous. I was very, very, very happy with his rendition of Batman. Me too. Um, like, you've had so many people before you who have done Batman... And you almost have a lot to live up to in a way because right. it's, mm-hmm. it's so such, iconic. Yeah, yeah, it's such an iconic role. It's been done so many times. And as we talked about, there's some really big names in there: George Clooney, Christian Bale. Those are high-powered actors. But right. Robert Robert Pattinson's uh, subtlety in the role is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I want to bring this this comment back up. Jake made this just a second ago. Uh, I'm happy they focus more on the detective stuff. I love that. I love mm-hmm. because, you know, he's supposed to be in the comics. He's the greatest detective in the world, all these different things. And up until this movie, we've really never seen him flex his detective muscles, so to speak. He has in some small ways, it's been kind of campy or, you know, I think about uh, Christian Bale, you know, and how he, you know, figured out what type, what type of bullet it was, you know, with the, the shooting, you know, um, yeah. Uh, whatever parking garage he was in at that moment. But, you know, there's a lot of different things um, that could have been done for, you know, to expand on that and, and other Batman movies. But I really thought they did it well. I love the the contact lens thing. I love the, you know, everything about that. I love seeing him go back and write down in a journal everything that happened and why it was going on and, you know. Sam pointed out that we get the first hint when he oversees the the criminal investigation right away at the beginning of the movie. And he looks at the mayor's severed thumb and he says, oh, this guy was still alive when they took his thumb off. Mm-hmm. And right. Sam was saying, oh, that's when I clued in that they were really going to be leaning into the investigation side. And they did it all without uh, by, by filling up that three and a half hours. Right. Because the very next little bit, he looks down and then the crime scene investigator looks at what he was looking at and it's a blood splatter and she takes a bunch of pictures. Every right. movement in that scene is so intentional. He's not blinking so that he can get it all on camera and he's moving so slowly through the space. And I just was so wrapped up in what was going on in that scene. It was so beautiful. Yeah. There's, there's a lot there to, to appreciate with the way that they did this. But I want to talk a little bit more about casting too. So we, we mentioned about how the, it was such a tight cast. Uh, now, a lot of people were very happy, very ecstatic about uh, uh, Zoe Kravitz and her portrayal of Catwoman. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, two thumbs up. She was I'm still very excited to see it. <laughs> uh, I think she was incredibly sexy in this like- Yeah, and vulnerable too. Yeah, she mm-hmm. would- uh, glam up get close to pattinson and vamp up as if she was you know basically really well playing that role of a hot girl with daddy issues which you know makes sense it's but, canonical but she she played it extremely well in a way that oh, yeah. like evokes her own vulnerability 
and weaponizes it. Mm. And I was like, this character is fantastic. She's playing her very well. And there's yeah. a lot of cool coolness about her. You know, the comics are so full of femme fatales. Um, I think of Venom. Was it Venom? Who was the uh, the vampy kind of green vine flavored villainess? Oh, I think that's Poison Ivy. Yeah. Poison Ivy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think this Catwoman was so in that style. It was, yeah, mm -hmm. chef's kiss. Yeah, I like... I liked her so much, in fact, that I would love to see her with her own feature film mm -hmm. as as this role. Um, and I mentioned this, too. And again, in Pop Culture Addicts, five at five. Uh, this is one of the things I mentioned. I would love to see a movie take off from that point where Batman goes one way, she goes the other way. You know, what happens from that point forward? I think that there's so much story to tell from there, whether she comes back to Gotham or she stays in Gotham, whatever you know, or if, or if she leaves or, or whatever is going to happen from that point forward, I think that there's a lot of story to, there to tell where we can, you know, see see her build off and, and get something other than just a knit cap for a hat. So yeah. uh, <laughs> that was my only complaint when, like, you built her this great outfit. And she looked great and she looked so much like Catwoman and you gave her a knit cap with a cutout in it. Okay. So that was fun. Well, yeah. I, I mean, oh, no, go ahead, Nick. I was thinking, I feel like it wasn't like a beginnings type thing, but it wasn't quite like fully fleshed out either. Mm -hmm. Like she was still, it was like just after a beginning, but like fleshing out her role as to who she is. Like we're not yeah. quite getting another origin story because we don't need another origin story. We know the yeah. origin. Yeah, I feel actually that way about Pattinson's Batman as well that he's got a year or two of being the Batman under his belt but he's mm -hmm. not mega Batman yet and the rawness of his bat tools his you know battering in the chest that's basically just a <laughs> utility knife and I was like oh armor. that was nice <laughs> that got that got a total laughs in the theater where we were <laughs> Just, just I liked when he pulled in. out the adrenaline shot and oh, just, yeah. you know, gave himself a little up and at him. <laughs> but the the car, the Batmobile and the Bat cycle. That completely mm -hmm. normal looking black motorcycle. I just, I loved mm -hmm. those scenes when he and Zoe Kravitz were chasing each other through the city on their totally nondescript motorcycles. I think that's so mm -hmm. perfect. Because, you know, if you're in the middle of Gotham City, someone's going to boost your cool Batmobile. You know it. But right. like a random motorcycle? I don't know. And you can't run around in the uh, the motorcycle from Dark Knight. Like that thing. That thing was amazing. <laughs> you can't park that anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you cannot. No, that would be a little more difficult. That or the, or the like the, um, uh, the Michael Keaton style one, which had like the big wings. Yeah, off the back of it, you know, yeah, which would clearly tell everybody, hey, that that's Batman's ride. Mm -hmm. um, so if you follow it, you will find out where he went. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. especially because so much of the, I mean, that scene between uh, Catwoman and Batman riding on the motorcycles and filled up so much space in the movie. There's mm. so many low speed, not motorcycle chases, but motorcycle stakeouts, following, mm -hmm. stalking that it does lend more to the detective element. Uh, there's also the stakeout. There's right. there's all the elements of a police procedural. In, yeah, in the uh, the movie opens with Pattinson's Batman spying, you know, through the mm -hmm. spyglass, the binoculars. And we see that a couple times throughout the movie. So I think you're totally right, Sam. I think that is how they were intending to frame the entire experience. It's really just CSI Goth Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally watch that. <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, that would be fun. I think right. it was. I think it was Three Geeks saying that they wanted like an office style mockumentary from inside Arkham Asylum. Mm. I'm like, yeah. I would watch that. That's hilarious. Yeah, that that could be really dark. I thought it was going to be from be Alfred's dark, point yeah. of view, like from, all the BS that he puts or from up like with. Gotham City Police Detective. One <laughs> too. Uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nine Nine, uh, Gotham, Gotham style. Nine -Nine. Gotham Nine Nine. <laughs> I also want to talk about the uh, the massive amount of awards that I think that the uh, makeup and special effects people deserve for Colin Farrell. 
Oh my gosh. We didn't know that was Colin Farrell. <laughs> no idea. We're sitting there watching the credits. We're like, who was Colin Farrell? I thought he was like a like some of the one of the gangsters in the background or something. No, he's the penguin. No. Yeah. You can't tell it by looking at him. No. Prosthetic. Yeah. There's so much, yeah, there's so much makeup and prosthetics on that man. Mm-hmm. I I want to know how long he spent in the chair for every, every time he was on set. Yeah. Four hours. <laughs> probably. That's it? No way. <laughs> he's You're guessing. Just <laughs> Armin Shimmerman, no. No, yeah. Armin, Armin was two hours, uh, so he's just taking that and doubling oh. it. You know, so, so they did have the Penguin only in, I think, three sets, hmm. if I'm recalling correctly, which would so be nice for that. A one day. I'm sure it wasn't one day. But <laughs> That's all yeah, they could was, afford. It's Colin yeah, there was Yeah, there was there was more scenes there than than what I think one day could have afforded. But yeah, you're right. There was a limited number of sets that he would have been on. Which um, and that might... That might have been, you know, also because of COVID they, that they were limiting the exposure from who was who was able to go where and with what scene and, and everything else to stay within with stay within guidelines, I'm sure. Also helps but, with the lighting for those prosthetics because they can mm-hmm. look bad in, in good light. Although with modern tech, movie. yeah, you can tell it was an incredibly dark movie. Yeah. That was the point. And everything that was that was light or lit up was still through like a gauzy kind of focus. It was so distinctive. Yeah. Yeah. So when when we got to the speaking of how dark that movie is, when we got to the theater, we got there, we missed the the opening. Like we were like two minutes late to the movie, and I walked in, and it was a packed theater. We had we had three tickets. We went and tried to find three seats. We could not find three seats together. There was we'd have to wait for the screen to flash a bright light so that we could see where the seats were. It was that dark in, in the theater. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It took forever to find our seats, but I also, he's been having some internet issues. He was lagging a few minutes ago. Yeah, I saw it. Okay. Since Um, we're, since we're talking about movie experiences, I have a fun anecdote that I have to share. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. So when I went and saw The Dark Knight Rises, I went and saw it with some friends and I was still in like high school and I wanted to take my mom to go see it. And my mom's kind of high strung. So uh, she was hungry before the movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. Genetic gifts. So I was like, okay, we're, I'm from the South. So I was like, we're going to go through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru. We're going to grab Chick-fil-A really fast. Mm, we're going to put Chick-fil-A. it in our handbags. We're going to take it into the movie. We were like five minutes late to The Dark Knight, the first one that came out. And my mom was grumping. She's like, oh, we should just skip it. It's not going to be worth it. And we sit down and she watches for five minutes. And she was like, Oh, this is going to be really good. So <laughs> that's my dark night anecdote. I totally convinced my mom when she was not willing to be convinced. And now I want waffle fries from Chick-fil-A. So I have never good. eaten at Chick-fil-A. Oh, oh, it's heaven. You should get the, the Polynesian Chick- sauce. It's, it's okay. <laughs> it's good. Anyway, Tim, anyway. I, th- I think you're going to finish your story. <laughs> I'm also going to laugh about the fact that my cat is just falling asleep in my arms, even though he's very cranky with the fact that I'm holding him. Yeah, That's he cat. looks he looks very relaxed from this. He's angle. so angry because I actually like he he'll howl at the door, but then if I let him in, then he's mad because I don't he's want him just running loose in my bedroom because he knocks over plants. He's a cat, so he's yeah. being contained. And so we touched on this just a few minutes ago, but I, I do want to bring it up. Uh, Kathleen talked about the number of roles that he's been in that have been very good. I think that there's a, a significant number of people who are avoiding this movie because it's Robert Pattinson and mm-hmm. he was in Twilight. And I want them to know if, if they're one of the ones who are listening and all that kind of stuff. If you're listening, don't let that be the thing that stops you from going yeah. to see this amazing movie. I watch Robert... Robert Elephants first. If you yeah. think it's terrible. Robert Pattinson did a pretty great job considering that he was getting a lot of pushback in the Twilight movies and he played it kind of, you know, he wasn't able to play it the way he wanted to. And he was getting a lot of criticism from the producers. So I don't know. He did the best he could with the content he was given. Yes. I mean, that's like not going to see uh, Heath Ledger's Joker because you didn't like him in A Knight's Tale. Oh my God. That's not like him in A Knight's Tale. If that would have happened. If First that would have happened, yeah, 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 I would I wouldn't have gone to see him. I didn't like a night's tale, but that's just How? I didn't like it. What? It's I, it should be hitting all of my like I am the target audience and I don't like that movie. That is insane. Is I have it. a problem with how they tried to modernize certain things that were in 
that time period and you know working in the the classic rock although i love the soundtrack don't get me wrong the musical choices were awesome it just didn't fit the time period for the movie and jarring yeah the uh yeah. the star Wars. it was star wars costuming but in the middle of medieval england and i don't know <laughs> i don't know about that so See, i like it but i also i think because it's it's very renfest that's that is it yeah i love renfests mostly there you go that is that is perfect to me so if you imagine it's a mockumentary about a ren fair (laughs) okay that might actually work better if made by spinal tap that might work uh, paul bettany and alan tudyk and it's got a great cast i just you know Tim just wants to be able to give that long suffering look into the camera and just have everybody commiserate Are we just are we just to the to the phone now? Apparently, I don't know what's wrong with my computer. <laughs> Something going Am around. Mm-hmm. What? Okay. What I miss? Uh, the fact we're, that Ernie is both cranky and falling asleep in my arms. We were talking about Pattinson and uh, why people shouldn't be skipping this movie just because of Robert Pattinson. Comparing I- it to when Heath Ledger became Joker. Yeah, I, I think, honestly, this is, uh, we don't watch a lot of movies. I mean, it's been crazy the last few years since a big mm-hmm. ask and our whole um, personal screen time is kind of taken up with Star Wars. But uh, <laughs> you guys know how it is. But I do. This is the second movie I've seen in, since we saw Dune. In the theaters, we've seen Dune and Ood, and we've seen this Batman. And, and that's, that's been pretty much it for the pandemic. It, in the last, like, two years. And this is... Uh, this was really good. It was extremely enjoyable. And I enjoyed how much time and space it filled Ooh, to tell the message. Yeah. yeah. Also, I love movies where you walk away and whoever you went to see the movie with, or if you went by yourself, your brain is spinning mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my God, I have so much to talk to you about. And I have to say all these things <laughs> right now. And like, you're still in the car and you're going home and you're still talking. Like, I love that. And this is absolutely the movie that's going to do oh, that yeah. for you in theaters right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. When we, when we left the theater, we get in the car with my, me and my, my son, Nolan, he's 19 and he's not like really super big on on superhero stuff. He likes superhero stuff, but you know, it's it's take or leave it. You know, uh, but he likes action movies, and so he was he was he was down for that aspect of it. And it got him out of the house, and it was a free ticket, so he went. And uh, so we get back to the car, and I'm doing just what what Anna was just describing. I'm like, we got to talk about this, and what about this, and what about that? And he's just like, yeah, Dad, it was it was cool. Thanks. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like. My head's exploding. I need somebody to talk to this about. And he's like, "Uh huh, yeah, it was it was cool." That's why you have three podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know that's that's why Anna and I started our podcast was because we were watching the Clone Wars, and all we would do was talk about the Clone it Wars. It literally has freed up time in our relationship to talk about other things because we have to save it for the podcast. So oh, now, awesome. instead of talking about Star Wars all you know 18 hours of the day that we're awake we only talk about it like one hour a week we we didn't talk about batman until today yeah it's perfect oh wow yeah save discipline we have we have discipline for that nothing else we run a tight ship over here (laughs) you guys are far cooler than us because i'd have been like hey guess what we're gonna talk about (laughs) buckle up kiddo we're gonna talk about the batman for the next 18 hours pretty much yeah that's what's That's amazing I look forward to seeing it though because I do, I do love Batman. My sister actually wanted to name me Batman when I was born. Um, thank goodness my parents did not let the four-year-old name their little her little sister. Is this a sister uh, who likes you? Yes. Oh. oh. She yeah, and it was she was four, so it was if I was a boy, she wanted me to be named Grover, and if I was a girl, she wanted me to be Batman. She's got impeccable taste. I know. I know. <laughs> Nolan wanted to name Kendall Monster Truck and was horribly offended when that did not happen. Oh, well, I agree. I am on <laughs> Nolan here. Like, I, I think Monster Truck's a really cool first name. <laughs> Nolan would still agree with you. So. <laughs> Does he just he'll call her Monster Truck? Because I would. I think he just calls her Monster. I don't think there's you yeah. know, anything else past you that. Could, but. You could go by truck in formal settings. Whoa. That's right. Yes. MT. Like Madonna, <laughs> Beyonce, truck. We call, we call her KP, but she could go by MT. So, no, I, 
I look forward to seeing it because I do appreciate Robert Pattinson as an actor. And I look forward right. to seeing what he brings to the table. Um, because like, it's the, I haven't seen it. I'm going to watch it when it's on HBO and I can pause it and I can watch it after my kid goes to sleep. Um, and then watch it in smaller chunks. Cause there's no way I'm staying awake for three hours after she goes to bed. But I've been watching water for elephants because it's the, I want to watch Robert Pattinson in a role that's actually good. Like, mm. I, I have a soft spot for the Twilight movies. I was a teenage girl when those movies came out. Like, they were directed at me. And right. so there's, there's that part of me that's still Team Edward, Team Jacob. No, it's... But then watching him in Water for Elephants, and I'm like, no, this is a real role. This is... This mm -hmm. has emotion to it. This has depth. You're not a one-dimensional 117-year-old vampire. Like, <laughs> you have feelings... I, I look forward to seeing him in another role where he gets to be a little more rounded out, I guess. You know what I right. loved about that, Kathleen, is that mm, half of the movie, all you can see of Robert Pattinson's face is his mouth. But he did, he had a very expressive mouth, mm -hmm. you know, because his eyes were supposed to be so glassy through the mask and he had these contacts in. So really what he had was body language and mouth, like the lower half of the face. And he did great. Yeah, you know, I actually want to talk about that too. He doesn't have that much body language because his bat, hood makes him <laughs> completely unable to do anything like rotate his head at all and something else that i noticed right away because of course there's gratuitous uh robert pattinson shirtless shots mm. so um but <laughs> you notice that the batman suit is ripped oh and robert pattinson so is like you know fit but he's not like Ugh. so uh for me that helped a lot with the suspension of disbelief because it made you realize that like, okay, someone who's wearing like this much, like three inches of armor all over their body actually might be bulletproof. Mm -hmm. right. As opposed to like, uh, was it George Clooney who had uh, little bat nipples? Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> I, do, I do appreciate how they, like you literally saw bullets bouncing off of him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In certain things. Yeah. Like, yeah. he just took a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. There's, there's one other scene that I want to shout out, and I think that this is a really subtle one, and I might be the only person to have noticed it. One of my very favorite movies of all time is Christian Bale's Equilibrium. Mm. Okay. Where he, where he plays a gun monk who goes around defeating people who have emotions. What? And there is, uh, they have this weapon style called Gun Kata, where you have like two Glock 19s and you do all sorts of crazy ninja moves every which way to shoot everyone in the room, like statistically. Huh. If you watch carefully, you'll see in some of the scenes in the Batman that he, Robert Pattinson's Batman, kind of does that. He like will know where the bullets are coming when he walks into a room full of bad guys as he's punching them all. And what? I think that's a very cool shout out to. Christian Bale's Batman. Robert Pattinson does the homework. There well, you go. Someone does. Someone, someone does. did. <laughs> so as much as I like Pattinson, I did have one thing that I thought he could do better. So okay. I thought he was spot on as Batman. I thought his Bruce Wayne needed a little work. Mm. And the only reason why I say that, and now, again, I did preface this earlier, saying that his Bruce Wayne was somebody who wasn't understanding who he was, where he was, what was going on. But I do think that it was a little mopey and a little, dare I say, emo, because I'm going to upset the, the Twilight kids who are going to like, oh, God, he's, he's hey, hey. I mean, he is wearing like straight up black. That hair. Know, well, yeah, the, the black face paint, the hair I thought was kind of unfortunate. What um, what reminded me of that the most or where I noticed it the most is when Real, the mayor elect comes up and is talking to him like a human being and mm -hmm. he's being a cardboard cutout back to her. So it's mm -hmm. like this living, breathing, normal person. And then you're getting stonewalled by Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to actually uh, counteract that oh. here, Tim. Have you ever read cool. Rant by Chuck Palahniuk? Nope. Okay. So it is about the nighttimers and the daytimers. And in a, you know, some random Chuck Palahniuk future, there's the people who are daytimers who have normal nine to five jobs and two and a half kids and white picket fences. And then there's the nighttimers who work all the jobs that the other people don't want to work. And the basic difference is that 
most people stay up all night and sleep during the day because for some reason there's not enough space for everyone to sleep. And what happens is if you stay up all night, you turn into a crazy person. He says that. He says, I've two years of nights has turned me into a nocturnal creature. Exactly. And that is what's okay. happened. He is a crazy person now. Can't believe I just whipped that line out of my back pocket. That was the most impressive <laughs> thing I've done all day. <laughs> Enjoy this, folks. I am not good at the direct quotes. Uh, I love it. That was good, though. <laughs> you sure you didn't take your notebook to the movie theater, Anna? Oh my God, I almost did. Well, as we mentioned, it was very dark. <laughs> it was so dark. <laughs> you can see there, you got like a, she's wearing a baseball cap with a clip light on the front and going, <laughs> could you pause that please? I didn't get all of that. You I just, would totally do that. I actually have a pen that's got a flashlight in it that I wonder if that would be just bright enough to be able to read my notes. Maybe Tim can find a seat with it too. <laughs> I almost, I almost used my, my phone, my flashlight on my phone, but. I was pretty sure that was going to upset somebody, so I didn't. Know, a little but... boomerific. Yeah. So both to Tim boomer. and Sam's point on uh, the Bruce Wayne aspect, his Bruce Wayne did throw me off a little bit. And I was like, what? But then, you know, when you think about it from Sam's point of view or what he was mentioning is how, yeah, he's been up all night. He's tired. And I know most women... I know a lot of women who, after long days of work, they won't even clean off the makeup off their face. And he is probably just like, I'm just going to be at it again. I'll just. Yeah, I love that Alfred knew him well enough to schedule the accountants over breakfast because he's like, I'm going to catch you like after the shower before you go to bed for 12 hours. Right. That before, was you, before you crash. So brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, too, I'm wondering if the title itself, The Batman, is because he is fully engulfed into that role as a trauma response from not wanting to be Bruce Wayne and not wanting to deal with what Bruce Wayne has to deal with. Mm. That he he has become so absorbed into that personality of being The Batman that Bruce is the character now. Yeah, there's so much pressure on him, right? Like as soon as he shows his face in public at the memorial service, everyone is like, Bruce Wayne, you could be doing so much more for the city. Mm -hmm. And in Mm -hmm. his head, he's like, I am literally doing the best I can. Right, right. right. And he's he's an adult who lost both of his parents in a traumatic event as a child, who then is sort of left to his own devices. I mean, he's got his butler, but he never really went back to having a loving, normal, stable home. I mean, right. that's that's the core thesis of the movie, honestly, that being an orphan, being separated from a love, a family, having any structure in your life, your response to that is what defines you, really. Mm-hmm. It's all actually, and, and that's something we actually did talk about before we got in the car and we're like, save it for the podcast, uh, was uh, that... Batman is in a reactive context, much of the movie. Hmm. He's yeah. a step behind instead of a step oh, ahead. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that reactive context does speak to someone who is strung out or uh, hasn't developed enough confidence in themselves, enough like self-actualization to be driving the situation themselves. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll- maybe that's the difference between some of the other Batman renditions that we've seen in this one. Mm-hmm. He is one step behind almost the whole movie. Yeah, true. He's he is chasing Riddler the entire movie. Yeah. Which I think actually does help with villains such as the Riddler and even the Joker, but like less so with some of the other ones from the Rogues Gallery, but with those ones their strength is that they are so far ahead and so crazy and have all these wheels within wheels within wheels of their mm-hmm. plans. So Agreed. it does, it does actually make Paul Dano's Riddler a more compelling villain to Ooh. have him be a step behind. I agree. All right. Uh, we're getting close on our time here. So uh, just, we'll go through this real quick uh, out of five stars. What would you give it? Four. I'll, I'll do five. I liked it a lot. Ooh. Yeah. It was, I would definitely watch it again and go out of my way to do so. Nice. Okay. Nick? I would have to go with Anna and say four as well. Um, I went into it not knowing it was three hours long. And oh, so, no. So oh, no. I was like... Nick bought the big drink. Did you at least pee first? <laughs> 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 and 
I was like, so how long is this movie? Like, where are we at here? It's just and, going. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> it's not that I didn't like that, but I wasn't prepared for that. Sure. All right. Tim, what would you give it? I would give it four and a half. Uh, yeah. Just because, just because I would like to see some improvement on the Bruce Wayne side. I understand uh, Sam's points, and that actually does make a lot of sense. And I might think about that more later after we get done here tonight. But going on, going into this discussion tonight, that was the that was the rating I was going to give it. So I'm going to stick with that until I have time to process these new thoughts that have been put into my brain. So if I could do 4.3. Uh, I would do 4.3 for the record. But I didn't know go. how specific we were going. There you go. We have <laughs> a clarification. Excitement wise. I'm giving it a five. I am excited to watch it. After hearing about it, hearing other people's views on it, I am anticipating a, like a four and a half on my actual yeah, being it's, satisfied with the movie. I, I went into it with very low expectations. I was not a Robert Pattinson fan. I've never seen, I've never, I didn't watch other movies with him in it simply because of Twilight. But I wanted to see this movie because there was so much other things going on with it. I thought, well, even if he sucks, the movie should still be good. And I'm proud to say that the movie doesn't suck. And then don't skip it because you have Pattinson. Just give the man a chance. It's an amazing movie. If you're so concerned that it's going to suck because it's Robert Pattinson, watch Water for Elephants. Watch, what is it, The Lighthouse? So the other one Or just Sure, maybe. Uh, Or just... If you're that nervous about it, don't pay the movie ticket rate and wait for it to come to HBO Max and pay fifteen dollars for a month's for a month sub. Yeah, you might save a couple bucks and you'll or still get to watch it. If you don't mind watching commercials. Oh, I mind watching commercials. That's going to be an issue. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, before we go into our our concluding stuff here, guys, why don't you give everybody a reminder of where they can find Growing Up Skywalker, please? Absolutely. Growing Up Skywalker is on all of the major podcasting platforms. So that includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. We're on Good Pods as well. And that's a really fun place to listen. You can find us on growingupskywalker.com and we release episodes every Tuesday. Wonderful, wonderful. So last Friday, our guest was Amber Martinez. Which you have seen on shows such as The Good Place, The Goldbergs, Homeland, or maybe as a hula hoop wielding shield agent in WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. We talk with Amber about her background and why she got into acting, about her music, and about some of her roles. You can still find that episode of Funny Science Fiction on your YouTube channels and channels, channel, channel. <laughs> and your favorite audio podcast providers. Your and remember, <laughs> remember your subscription Banal. to our YouTube uh-huh. channel is a major, major help. So please don't forget to click like and subscribe as you watch our videos. This week on Friday, our guest is an actor and voice actor that you've seen in places like Mr. Deeds, Encino Man. The Mummy, Planet of the Apes, and Stargate. That's right. Episode 75 is with the ever-incredible Eric Avari. We have an opportunity to talk with him about his his movie roles, some of the ones that you just saw in the teaser trailer. We talk about his voice work on the video game Destiny 2, which I'm a big fan of. Um, And we even share some really cool behind-the-scenes stories about things that happened on the set for the movie Stargate. And he tells us why he hates the movie Encino Man. And you'll be able to find all that uh, this Friday. Uh, If you want to watch it... It'll be on our YouTube channel, or of course, you can find it on your favorite audio podcast provider. And how he could have died in The Mummy. Yes, he tells a fabulous story about (laughs) Brendan Fraser saving his life. This is true. Aw. So. (laughs) That's sweet. It's a really fun story. It's a really (laughs) funny story. It's it's actually really good. So, uh, but yeah, there's. 
<laughs> so yeah, so there's uh there, there's a cool it's a really cool episode, lots of cool stories about behind the scenes stuff. And uh yeah, so and if you're interested and you're curious of who he plays on Destiny 2, if you play that game, uh he he voices uh, Master Rahul. So anyway, that's it. That's the show for tonight, guys. Oh, yeah. Thanks thanks for growing up Skywalker or thanks to growing up Skywalker. Let's try to use we use our English words here. Uh, thank we you guys for coming. Good. We we, we don't we gonna speak excited. real good tonight. <laughs> thank you so much for having us. Thank y'all. Always, a pleasure. Thank always you a pleasure. All right. All right. If I can find the proper exit video, we're gonna leave this thing. <laughs> Save us. Ditches popsicle stand. Here we go. We're we're kicking this big. See ya. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of Funny Science Fiction, we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on one of our future episodes, please contact us by means of our Facebook group, Funny Science Fiction. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram using the handle at Funny Sci-Fi, or you can go to DraytonAllen.com and click the Contact Me link at the bottom of the page. Thanks again. Hope you enjoyed the episode.